This is the Cato Daily Podcast for Wednesday, August 23rd, 2023. I'm Caleb Brown. How children learn, especially very young children, matters critically for how children learn for the rest of their lives. And understanding how children learn should be of great importance if we care about having a world in which these future adults respect themselves and each other. Jesse McCarthy is founder of MontessoriEducation.com. We spoke last month in Memphis. My daughter attends a Montessori school. My son will attend a Montessori school. And uh, what what I love about it in terms of their engagement is that they have a certain, uh, there's a structure to it, but not much. And uh, the ability of them to play productively is, uh, seems like it's dramatically enhanced. Play productively. I've never heard that, but that that actually works. Uh, yeah, it's good. And but because they're able to create things, but they have like in their heads, they it feels like they have a structure of here's how we can do this. Here's yeah. how we can maximize this thing that yeah. we're working on. Yeah, and that that's sort of what it's impressed me about it. I don't have a counter uh, counterfactual to say that th- this is how it would have been if they hadn't attended this school. Yeah. But so describe to me, what is the, what are the bare bone? What are the bones of uh, Montessori education? Well, I'll jump off two things that you're talking about kind of that, uh, there's a little bit of freedom in the room, you know, and there's structure, but there's freedom. And then this kind of play productively. So if we take play productively, you've got, you know, one side in our educational realm, which has been going on for, you know, hundred plus years is about productivity. We're going to get these kids going. We're going to get them, you know, they're going to drill them in the classroom. They're all the same age, just getting the content because we need to fill their heads. And then on the other end, there was a pushback around. It's like progressive education where, well, we just let the kids play and they'll figure it out. And Montessori was just this woman who said, you know, she was a scientist, educator. She said, well, first of all, do we even know what children are like? Let's start observing them like a scientist would, right? And she noticed that, oh, children love to play, but they love to learn. And she started making these materials that you've probably seen in the classroom as a dad in Montessori school. And it's like, it's very systematic, but within that system, hey, you choose what you're interested in, bud. And then they start choosing, like we were talking earlier about your son. All of a sudden, they can get engaged in material that most adults are like, oh, hell, I'm, I'm so happy I'm out of school. I'm going to deal with math. I can deal with these boring books. But as kids, they love it. They eat it up and there's no ceiling. They just keep going and keep going and keep going. So uh, that's the kind of, the, the essence is like feed that curiosity, keep the learning going. And it's firsthanded. It's not a teacher yapping at you. So uh, when, because you're here on this podcast of yeah. the Cato Daily Podcast, uh, the question from libertarians would be, so what? Yeah. And you know, I, I don't think about this, even libertarians, conservatives, li- it's just human beings. So what is because, you know, we were just at this Freedom Fest, I'm sure every talk is on like, you know, this political thing and, and it's and in the education is about college and high school. It's like, does it matter if your child went zero to seven to some crappy school? What happens after, you know, there's that Jesuit line. I'll take them zero to seven. You can have them after that. So, but they were all talking about all these older kids. We've got to do this policy every single talk. And I got my Montessori talk, which doesn't get, you know, there's like 10 people in the room. Nobody cares about zero to six, but that is the essence. If we look at, you know, all sorts of different things happen through history. How do dictators, how do rulers really control a society? They get to the kids because when they grow up, they got them. They're in their pocket. So here's like, if you really care about freedom, let's help children to develop a sense of how do I function in a free society? How do, how do I become independent? Because freedom is not going to last long if you don't have, if you have dependent citizens, dependent people. So libertarians, conservatives, liberals, any human being needs to be interested in this, should be interested. And, and, and so walk me through some of the uh, mechanics such as they may be, which is 
uh, preparing young people to take up the tasks mm -hmm. associated with being an adult. And, yeah, yeah. And, you know, for someone like me, I have three children. Yeah. Part of that is uh, asserting yourself, mm -hmm. asserting uh, your the ownership of yourself. Yeah. And uh, and also defending others who are uh, who do not have those kinds of protections or do not feel power empowered to assert yeah. uh, their own control over their own lives. Yeah. So I'll give you a quick example. So when I was I was a relatively traditional school teacher in a private school to start, and um, I'd be in this class, and at lunchtime would come, and this one kid would constantly not have a lunch because I think he was in fourth grade, and because his mom would forget it and whatever happened, and I was new, so I was like. I, it just kept happening. Then we get him some cheese and crackers, you know, from the lunch lunch room or somewhere their adults are at. And uh, at one point, I was like, I was like, you know, I just want to tell this kid, you know what, you're not going to eat today. I know it seems harsh, but he's in fourth grade. If you don't get a lunch to school, then you can't eat today. This is relative nutrition. My my head of school is not allowing that, you know, because the parents are going to flip out and so forth. I'm saying like in fourth grade, if a child can't figure out how to get his lunch to school, he, why are we teaching him history, science? He's not independent. He's not developing his sense of, I can take care of myself. I feel good. And it wasn't like, oh, let me figure this out. It was just like, oh, call the mom. She'll handle it. Where in Montessori, you go to three to six-year-olds, as you might have seen, they're preparing their own snack. And as you said, helping others, they'll like cut up a banana and snack a three-year-old, put some toothpicks in it, and then go offer it on a tray to their friends. When, you're, when you love what you're doing, even cutting a banana, you want to share it with others. When you are bored, the teacher's yapping at you, you don't feel like you can express what you're interested in, you don't want to help your peers. You don't want to help others. You have a crappy society of people that are just bitter. And do not have within them. They don't have the competence. Yeah, competence and confidence, yeah. right? And I mean, we, we see today how many kids, all sorts of depression, anxiety. Well, I'd be depressed too if I couldn't do anything for myself. And I have to ask my teacher for everything. Ask my teacher at 13, 14 years old. I was traditional. They raised their hand. Can I go to the bathroom? You're 13, 14 years old. If they can't decide, I need to go to the bathroom and step out of the classroom, in your classroom with your, your child at three to six, they decide, oh, I need to go to the bathroom. I just walk to the bathroom. They were aided and shown how to do it, you know, obviously on their own, and they go. But in most traditional schools, literally, they raise your hand and ask the teacher, can I go to the bathroom? We don't trust you enough. You know? Yeah, yeah. When you when you put it like that, it, it's, it becomes sort of immediately obvious of the, sort of the institutional automaton yeah. nature of a of what many schools not all of them certainly but many schools have just that defines them yeah and there's no part there's no thought in how do i help develop this child's independence how does he develop his own independence like if we go around the booths they're all preach i want to preach at this child i want him to understand the value of the constitution for which is awesome but it doesn't matter if it's just words the the reason why these people created this country they were independent individuals that wanted to remain independent but if you're a dependent child, freedom's not going to mean anything. Somebody's going to come in and tell you what you should believe this. So I'm more interested in, I'm, I am interested in content. I'm very, like, this is the rare, I'm, I'm interested in content, what they're learning. But what's much more important and related to that content is how do they think? If you tell them some history fact, are they able to go look that up firsthand on their own? Or should they just absorb, oh yeah, my teacher told me this. Whether it's a left or right or libertarian view on what American history or this history is. Can they can they back it up on their own? That so, what kind of evidence do uh, Montessori people yeah. uh, who uh, teach in this way? What kind of evidence do they point to for the success of this this kind of teaching? So, I mean, there's there's all sorts of different ways about this. So, I mean, just you know, the quick and easy type of thing is like 
Anne Frank, seven years, hero of mine, seven years in Montessori school. Many people don't know that. She wrote the diary of Anne Frank. This isn't some random young girl scribbling in a diary. This is the kind of writing that you get from like 25-year-olds. There's no doubt in my mind, and you can see even pictures and history, her dad said Anne was a Montessori child. She developed those skills as a child. The Google founders both happen to be Montessori children and both say it influenced and helped them to become where they are. Um, Bezos was a Montessori child. And he is currently spending a billion dollars to build Montessori-inspired schools. So these people didn't just go and be like, ah, they're saying this influenced my life. And these are the most creative, the Google and most creative people that we know today in our kind of modern society or very close to the most creative. And it's all across different fields. So that's an easy way to just show, hey, here's some actual successful people. And it's not success in the traditional sense. It's like coming up with some stuff that nobody thought of before. So it's just, that's a quick example. Um, you let me know if you want some other stuff, but that's a good start. But when you were speaking to competence and confidence, yeah. that's you know, some, <laughs> How do you some, get pretty good, some pretty good people to, yeah. to do it. So in, in terms of, uh, you know, one of my colleagues, Eric Smith, talks about rhetoric mm-hmm. and why you learn to speak, mm-hmm. uh, why you learn to use words in a carefully prepared way. And, yeah. and it's it, part and parcel of, of that, uh, trying to establish confidence in yourself and competence in being able to defend your values, for example, and understanding truly what those are. Yeah. And I mean, and you, you talk about like, think about expressing yourself. Like most schools are like, this is how we write a paper, but it's not like, well, what is the purpose of even writing it? It's for communication. So we have to have some goal in mind when we're thinking about these things. Um, And then you think about, you know, I I think it sounds like a lot of interaction with other people. How do we deal with others? And there's there's no sense of conflict resolution from the child in traditional school. You got a problem, go tell the teacher what's what's wrong with this other child. In Montessori, these kids are walking around in a room with three to six-year-olds. You know there's going to be conflict. It was created so they actually have to handle conflict. Maybe there's only one item of this math material. Well, what happens if I want to use it and the other kid's using it? Well, you got to figure that out. And it can be tough. So that type of like children just interacting, you bump into somebody, you know, the Apple campus, they made it so that people can bump into each other. Where are you bumping into each other in traditional school? Hallway. The hallway or when you're on the playground. And what are the favorite times of children when they're bumping into each other on the playground or in the hallway? So it's, it's it's a crazy setup that we have. And Montessori offers a nurturing environment in which we can develop the independence, the conflict resolution to action. It's like a mini society. And then once they get out, dude, you're free. But you've got the skills, as you were talking about, the competence, the confidence to actually handle yourself. Where has this uh, Montessori education, where has it found inroads into traditional public schooling? Because when I, if you take a picture of a lunchroom mm-hmm. or a classroom in uh, a traditional public school, it's, uh, you know, very static. Yeah. And it is not, it's not welcoming. Yeah. I, I mean, I like that you say it's not welcoming too, because there's a spiritual end, end of all of this. I'm not talking religion. I'm just talking about us as human beings interacting with each other. There's a certain spirit of freedom and this welcoming sense in a classroom. Um, it's, it is taking off in some public schools. I'm actually speaking next month in South Carolina to, they've got like the most Montessori public schools, I think in the country. And they've asked me to come in and talk to some of their teachers, but it's a rarity that it's actually made it into the public school system. And I think my my view is that you do have the public school system is kind of to create citizens. It's not really to help develop individual human beings. So I think there's a conflict in some ways with the public school system. Um, other Montessorians might disagree. Uh, Maria Montessori attempted it and it 
led to some real problems because she connected with Mussolini. So that was some real trouble back in the day. And she learned, maybe this isn't the best route. Um, so, uh, you know, connecting with public school, but in terms of the private school or even the public school teachers that are more traditional, I help to say, how can we transition or how can I help you to see why this isn't the right way? Because I was in it. I experienced it. It's not like, oh, I drink some Kool-Aid. I'm like, oh, Montessori is my, my thing because it can get cultish. So I'm all about taking people from where they're at currently and let's, let's take a journey. Let's see, you know, what works, what's not working in your class and we can go from there. Um, but it's like anything else. It takes time. Yeah. I think that is frustrating for a lot of parents, which is you want children to be able to handle their own conflict. And my line from my grandfather to my mother was handle it, kid. <laughs> and uh, so I, I tried to, in a sense, embrace that spirit, but also mm -hmm. understand, try to understand when they might not have the tools uh, intellectually to actually execute on some problem that I would like them to solve. Fantastic question. So let me just give you start with the contrast. Traditional school, we all go into a big hall and somebody talks to, about morality and values to us. This is how you should not bully. This is how you're a good child. And it's yap, yap, yap. And you're just wanting to talk with your friends. In Montessori, what you're saying, they don't just say, hey, you're going to bump into each other and you figure it out. It's they actually have lessons on it's called grace and courtesy. So literally there are lessons that teach, hey guys, let's let's come into a group. What happens? I'm gonna show you. What if I'm walking through and there's another child in my way? What do we do? And they 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 actually model how to do it and then have the children do it. So you will see in a three to six class and there might be a child trying to get, you know, in, in narrow space. I mean, we're walking around the halls here and it's like you might bump in. You say, Oh, excuse me. And they teach them how to do that. Or even something as simple as blowing your nose. You know, you have kids, like there's not everywhere. As an adult, you're like, hey, back up, kid, you know? So the teacher says, hey, when we blow our nose, we go like this. And then we go and get a tissue. And then you go through those steps. So what's one of the brilliant things about Montessori is just as you were saying, they need guidance. They actually need help. This is not old, what people think of progressive. Just let the children be free and they'll figure it out. No, they don't figure it out on their own. So. Yeah, it's like, have you been around yeah, small ex children? Exactly. They're 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 uh, unrepentant sociopaths uh, <laughs> at a certain so, age. And I will say because I've heard Jordan Peterson talk about this, this is like this, you know, these horrible kids, and we got to shape. I will say that I think if you observe children and you've got an environment for them, they tend to start, you know, living up to their adults because they want to be like us, and we're not sociopaths, you know, like we're not crazy. So, but they do need the guidance, or else, yeah. Why, why wouldn't I just want to take that from another? Like, I want it now. I'm going to go grab it. And one of the things that that I sincerely hope in mm -hmm. my a daughter and my, my son's educations is that uh, they are able to, they're equipped for a life of integrity. Yeah. And that's, that's hard enough, right? Yeah. It's, it's very, it's difficult to live with integrity. Mm -hmm. It is exhausting to live with integrity. And so having my children have those tools mm -hmm. is of, massive is a huge importance to me. Yeah. And I think as a dad, and particularly when everybody's got their values as adults and you want your children to be like X or be like Y. So we, we kind of hammer it into them, but if we're not giving them the tools to do it, guess what you start feeling like? You got all these shoulds. You should be like this. You should be like that. But I don't know how to do any of that. Go out and get a job, punk. Well, I, nobody ever taught me how to even like look up to how to get a job. It just, so it's a sad situation because I almost, you see kids that are like living at their parents' houses or at coffee shops doing nothing. But in one way, they were set up for that. They were set up not to know what to do independently. It used to be somebody would come, offer you a job. No, that's not the way it is. So they've had 18 years of being told what to do. The bell rings, go there, bell rings, go there. 
And now the bell's ringing and they don't know where to go because it's the big bad world. They've had no preparation for life. And Montessori is not a preparation for your next grade level. It's a preparation for life. There are plenty of people, I think, who will try to say, hey, look, this this is the plan. This is the grand plan is to have us all be dependent, blah, blah, blah. And I, of course, fall back on the old line, never ascribe to malice what can be adequately uh, explained with incompetence. And so uh, I just don't, I just don't feel like the, you know, the massive institutions that we have today with, you know, hundreds of billions of dollars flying around to uh, deliver education, which is itself sort of a uh, misnomer is uh it's it's not malice yeah there's no there's no wizard behind the the curtain going like we're gonna make these kids dependent little kids. it's just i mean it's it really is it's incompetent it's serious incompetence and mixed with ideology so they don't know they've never actually looked at children they don't know what they need to develop but they know what they want them to come out as this this version that i have in my head so they'd yap at them about, hey, this is what being virtuous looks like. This is what justice means. And they're talking to a two-year-old or a three-year-old. And there's no, there's no way for them to prepare to even become that. So, but I do not believe is, is you know, some you know, conspiracy theory that's like, oh, the whole system is trying to no. I, I wish they were that right. You know, I wish that would be if they were that competent at that thing, maybe I could believe that they actually could educate my kids properly. I'd love to see that, but that's not the case. I think it is mainly incompetent and mixed with some ideology that wants to push a certain system. So Jesse McCarthy is founder of MontessoriEducation.com. We spoke last month in Memphis. Subscribe to and rate the Cato Daily Podcast wherever you please. And thank you for listening.